Here we are back live. If you want to give us a call, we'd love to talk about your employment matters, your uh, severance package if it's in front of you. Questions? Don't know how the number comes to be. We will show you a little later on with severancepaycalculator.com. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number. There you go. You want to talk to us, uh, give us a call. We'd love to have you on the line. As always, uh, my friend, we start with the week that was. That's right, Johnny. Thank you very much. And really great to be back here and talking about workplace rights and employment law. And listen, uh, we, we were live here till 8 o'clock. Give us a call. Let's make it interesting. Let's a- uh, answer the questions you've always had if you're working and you're wondering, what am I owed? Is my employer right? Can they do this to me? You're sitting there, you're driving maybe, or you're listening to the radio at home. Give us a call now till 8 o'clock. I promise I'll answer yep. the questions and, and help you any way that I can. And the week that was, two situations that I've dealt with in the previous uh, few days, uh, just to give us a sense of, of some of the issues that other uh, other uh, individuals out there may be facing. The first one, uh, John, a lady I actually spoke with earlier today, a very uh, very difficult situation for her. Uh, she had been on disability for uh, for two years now uh, because of a, of a serious uh, mental uh, disorder, uh, severe depression and anxiety, very difficult situation. She has a hard time leaving the house and, and couldn't work. Before that, she had worked for the company for some 28 years. Uh, so uh, what happens right now, she gets a, a letter from the insurance company saying, we're going to cut you off for, uh, of disability coverage. She's been on disability coverage. We think you can go back to work, even though, by the way, John, she's not clear to return right. to work. She still has a hard time leaving the house. She thinks she feels nowhere near ready to return to work. Uh, so, But the insurance company says, too bad, we're not going to pay you. Then her employer writes to her and say, oh, by the way, we understand you're ready to return back to work. So here's the jobs that we have available for you. She tells them, well, no, I I can't come back to work. I'm not ready. I haven't been cleared. I'm not doing well. So the employer says, well, too bad. We think you can. And if you're not coming back to work, then we're considering you to have quit. (laughs) So long. Farewell. So an insurance company cuts her up, so now she doesn't have money. Her employer lets her go, essentially, or considers her to have resigned because she's not coming back to work, and she's still sick. That's when she calls me. I spoke to her earlier today, and what I told her is, from every perspective, what happened to you is wrong. The insurance company cannot cut you off, should not be cutting you off if your doctor is still saying you cannot work. I know that they want to. I know that they love nothing better than to cut you off, but they can't do that. That's illegal. Second, your employer can't really go by what the insurance company says. If your doctor says you cannot work, your employer can't force you. And if you don't go back to work against your doctor's advice, that's not a resignation. You're allowed to do that. So this employer terminated her employment, owes her severance as much as two years pay. She had been there for the co- with the company for 28 years plus. And of course, she's also entitled to have her benefits back. So I'm not working with her to to get her benefits hopefully reinstated or get her compensation as well as get her severance. And this is, John, actually not an uncommon situation. People getting cut off their insurance company, their disability coverage, and their company says, well, too bad. You should be coming back to Mm -hmm. work. Uh, And the person is left literally between a rock and a hard place. They need the money, but they can't afford, uh, but they can't come back to work because they're, they're still sick. And what do they do? So it is a difficult situation. You have to get legal advice. You can't just sit back and, and hope for the best. You have to do something about it. So if you're cut off disability coverage, if your employer lets you go in that situation, you have to have to give me a call. What else you got? So second matter, John, I'll tell you about, uh, involved uh, a gentleman that worked as a marketing manager for a big uh, auto manufacturer for some 10 years. 
and he was uh, let go because of a restructuring. When he was let go, his employer said, we're going to pay you for six months. Oh, and by the way, you're bound by a non-competition obligation mm. in, your, in your employment agreement. So for two years, you can't work in the auto industry. By the way, this guy had always worked in the auto industry his entire career. That's all he knew. So he's going to get paid for six months severance, the employer says, and he can't work in the industry for two years. Does that sound right to you, no. John? No, give me, please. Well, no, <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> not right. So number one, six months is a lot less than what he is owed. He was a marketing manager, 10 years of employment. He was 46 years old. He's, he gets a year's pay, not six months, a year's severance. So that's number one. He was wrongfully dismissed because he only got a year's pay or six months pay. Second, in the vast majority of cases, and we've talked about this before on the show, a non-competition obligation is not enforceable. Okay, an employer cannot enforce a non-competition obligation except for the very, very senior employees, for the most extreme uh, senior employees. So they can't actually prevent them from working in the industry for two years. So he was really relieved to hear that because now he gets severance. Now he can go and find a job. So I'm going to help him make that happen. Lesson, of course, for, for employees. Number one, make sure you get your severance offer reviewed because you don't want to give up half of your entitlements like this guy would have done had he not given me a call. And number two, remember, with respect to a non-competition obligation, you may well not be bound by it. So before you assume that you are, you have to give me a call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll take our first break for the night. You need to get hold of Lior. There's a couple of different ways you can email Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. There's also 1-855-821-5900. Just getting warmed up. The Employment Hour continues right here. Talk Radio, AM 640. You got employment concerns? Anything under that uh, topic we cover here tonight? Uh, Mark in Newmarket. Thanks for hanging out, Mark. What's going on? Uh, not much, guys. Uh, I have more of a question than I do uh, um, I, uh, a problem-solving thing, but uh, it's for Lior. Exactly. When you told me about, when you were telling us about that um, insurance company trying to pull a fast one with that uh, employee, um, it infuriated me because it happened to me as well. And I was just yeah. wondering, what, what are the repercussions for these mm-hmm. uh, insurance companies that keep trying to do this, that, that deny you, and then when they're told that they have to, they just basically, they're back to square one. So they might, it's to their advantage. They might as well just deny you all the time if there's no repercussions, correct? You, you know what? You hit the nail on the head, Mark. It, it's, it's almost a, a kind of a win-win game often for an insurance company in that situation. They may as well try to cut someone off. Oftentimes, uh, it, the person won't think to fight it, won't know any better, won't know that they can, so the insurance company get away, gets away with it. And if they don't get away with it, in most cases, what happens is they simply would have to pay what they should have paid in any event. The only time there's real punishment, if you will, is in extreme situations where clearly the insurance company was just acting in bad faith. They were making up stuff. You know, it's it's very extreme measures. In most cases, that doesn't happen. In those extreme measures, there could be what we call punitive damages against the insurance company. But usually it's reserved for the cases that make the front page of the Toronto Star. I mean, those types of cases. In the majority of cases, Mark, there's not going to be real repercussions. And as you said, that's exactly why they're going to cut people off before they should be because they figure, what's the downside? What's the harm? What's the risk? Uh, that's unfortunate. And, and that's why I tell people, if you've been cut off, don't assume that that's right. In most cases, that's wrong. You have to get legal advice. Doesn't that borderline on fraud, in a sense? I mean, what they're doing? 
Well, it, it's almost it's breach of contract because a, 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 an insurance agreement it's a contract. You have a contract with an insurance company says if you're sick and you can't work, we will pay you. So if they don't do that, it's it's a breach of contract. And the, usually the remedy, the the, uh, the solution for a breach of contract is for the par- party that breached the contract to comply with it. That's why in most cases there's no real punishment other than uh, potentially they could owe interest and, and compensation for legal fees. But there's right. no real punishment in most cases, and that is unfortunate. I don't disagree that there should be, uh, but that's just the way uh, our system is currently. That's why you call uh, your partner, Savan, get him on it, right? Because the insurance company is playing a numbers game. You know, out of 10 people, it's a numbers eight game. people may not try to pursue any of the rights, you know? Yeah, I mean, think how much money they, they could save if they cut off 10 people prematurely. As you said, eight of them probably are going to accept it without thinking about it. Right. And for the other two people, if they have to pay, hey, that's still pretty good odds for them. Stay still saved a lot of money. Mentioned the severance pay calculator. I actually used it for a friend today. Why don't you run us through that and tell us how it works, pal? Well, why don't you tell us what you used it for a friend for? Tell us. Uh, I had a friend here in the building who, uh, whose wife is getting let go. He said, how much, uh, you know, I said, I ran him through the, the numbers. I said, how old is she? What did she do? How much severance did she get? And he said, she got about six months. So I said, okay, bring this up. I said, give me your age. Give me your occupation. How long should she be working there? He goes, oh, look, it should be eight to nine months. I go, yes, you have been wrongfully dismissed, or she's going to be. This- because, and then they're holding back some bonus, too. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. but that, that's exactly right. And, yep. and, you know, that's use it the way people should be using it, have been using it for the past three and a half years. So severancepaycalculator.com is the place you go to if you want to find out how much you're owed, if you lost your job, or maybe you haven't. Maybe you're just worried about losing it, or maybe you're not even worried. You just wondered what would be at IBO'd, mm-hmm. what would happen if I did lose my job? You go to severancepaycalculator.com as you did today for your friend. You input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you find out how many months compensation you're owed. Whether it's two months, six months, 24 months, or anything else, it's going to tell you. It takes a few seconds, 30 seconds to run through this. It's free. It's anonymous. It's really, really easy, and it should be re- you know, automatic. The first place you go to if you lose your job, severancepaycalculator.com. Got lots of open lines here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. What we're going to be talking about here uh, this hour, you should be very worried when dot, dot, dot. I'll throw one at you before we uh, quick take a quick break here. The employer is building up a case against you with bad performance reviews. Had lots of calls yeah. about this. Yeah, exactly. So let, let, you know, let's talk about you should be worried when situations where if, if these things are happening, you should be worried. You should be concerned. This should be cause for alarm. So uh, if your employer is building up a case against you, if all of a sudden, whatever you do, it, it can't be done correctly. You, you never do anything right. They call you on everything. They write you up. All of a sudden, you're getting letters, performance reviews, warnings. Well, guess what? Your employer is not doing that for, for their health or fun. The employer is doing that because they're trying to build a case to let you go for cause, to push you out. So you should be worried because your employer is building a case. You can't just sit back and take it and ignore it. You have to do your homework just like your employer is doing your ho- their, their homework. You have to build your own case. You have to have the ability to respond. You can't just agree with the, the bad uh, reviews, with the, with the discipline if you don't agree with it. You have to put that in writing. You have to have documents, emails, and anything possible to, to be able to respond, to show what, that what they've accused you of doing is not really your fault. So if your employer is building a case against you, you can't sit back. You have to be proactive. Be worried about it. Take it seriously. Don't let them let you go for cause. Don't make it easy on them. And if you're not sure how to do that, if you're worried about them pushing you out, 
Give me a call right away. We'll take a, a brief pause. Uh, those calls, uh, bring them on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You should be worried, very worried when. We'll continue with that topic of conversation here in just a minute. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. you got lots of room here. Quiet phones tonight, and we love to take some of your calls, answer some of your questions, severancepaycalculator.com. You haven't checked out that, uh, checked that out yet to do so. We're talking uh, tonight, uh, you should be very worried when. When you've been offered a new employment agreement to sign, there's a good one. That is a good one, and it's yeah. a huge one. And I had two of these matters today uh, that I dealt with, actually. And and here's why you should be worried. If you're already working, if you have a job, everything's fine, and then all of a sudden, it doesn't matter if it's a year in, a month in, tw- 20 years in, your employer comes to you as, we want you to sign a new employment agreement. There is only one reason in this world why that would happen. And that reason is that that agreement that they want you to sign is better for your employer than it is for you. That the current, the agreement that your employer wants to sign is better for them than what you currently have. They're getting something. They're getting something. And if they're getting something means you're losing something. The vast majority of cases, John, that new agreement is going to have a term that limits your severance. So you may sign this new agreement thinking, okay, well, it should be just fine. Uh, it seems like the job is the same, the compensation is the same, so I'm going to sign it, not realizing that there's a term in that that limits your severance. So you sign that, and maybe six months later, the company lets you go. Now, because you signed that employment agreement six months earlier, you may be in, 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 a, in a trouble. You may now have given up tens of thousands of dollars in severance uh, just because you signed that agreement. So that is a very, very bad thing. So be very worried. There's, you're never going to be offered an employment agreement to sign while you're already working that provides you for better terms or with better terms than what you currently have. It's just not going to happen. That agreement is going to usually be problematic. It's going to try to minimize your entitlements, maybe allow the employer to change your job, to change your compensation or your job duties. That's not a good thing. So you don't want to sign a new agreement like that at all, certainly not without getting legal advice. It's okay to tell your employer, I simply want to continue the way I have been under my current agreement. I don't need anything changed. So remember that. That's very, very, very important. If you've just been handed a new agreement, be very worried. What if you do sign it, A, and what if you do sign it and you get nothing for it? Explain that. Yeah, and, and oftentimes employers don't think this through. So they say, well, we know we want the employee to sign a new employment agreement because there's things in that agreement that are good for us. But they don't think how to make that enforceable. And the reality is if you already have a job and you sign the agreement and you don't really get anything in return, that agreement may not be enforceable. You have to get something in return for that agreement to be enforceable. So that's something to keep in mind. Even if you find you've signed an agreement, if you didn't get anything in return for signing it, yeah, it may not be enforceable. You may be able to get around it and get out of it. The thing is, some employers are smarter and they they do offer something: a signing bonus, uh, extra vacation, a pay increase, a promotion, a raise, anything like that. Uh, and then if you get, let's say, a promotion, and at that time you sign a new employment agreement, that agreement is enforceable. So you can't do that. Should not do that without getting advice, because you want to understand what you're signing. Most people, John, as, as you know and we've talked about, are going to look at the salary, the hours of work, the yep. job title, and they're not going to focus on some other terms that could be very problematic and very costly if they're ignored. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale is the number. we got open lines here talking about the things you should be very worried when. The employer has changed the terms of your employment. 
Yeah, and and you know, an employer does not have a right unilaterally to change the terms of employment. So your employer can't demote you, can't decrease your salary significantly, can relocate you in a significant way. So if your employer does that, you have an option, uh, and that option is you can treat that as a termination. We call it a constructive dismissal and leave severance, or you can accept it. The problem with accepting that change, John, is once you've accepted the change, you've given your employer the right, arguably, to do it again and again. And that's when you should be really worried. If your employer changed your compensation, maybe, well, okay, they only reduced my pay by by five grand a year. I'm very unhappy, but I'm just going to accept it. Well, you should be worried because what's at stake is more than that $5,000. By agreeing to that $5,000 pay decrease or whatever that amount is, you've given them the right, arguably, to do it again. So maybe next month it's going to be another 5000 and the month after that, 10000 So that's a problem. So if your employer reduces your pay or changes the terms of your employment in a significant way, be worried, be proactive. Don't just sit and t- sit back and take it. You have to get some advice to understand whether that change is legal and whether you should accept it or not. Uh, ignoring it and accepting it is when you really get into trouble. Plus, a reduction in pay will affect your severance if it happens years down the road, right? Well, hundred percent. So, yeah. if you now are making sixty thousand instead of the seventy thousand that you were making because your employer reduced your salary, well, when it comes time a year, two years, whatever it is to calculate your severance, your severance is now going to be calculated on the basis of that lower salary. So, instead of getting uh, a year's pay at at, at seventy thousand or whatever it is, a year, eighteen months, whatever it is, at, at seventy thousand, you get that for sixty thousand. So, it could hit you and hurt you in significant ways. Uh, that's why I said be worried if that happens. The repercussions of a significant job change can be significant and can be uh, something that's felt uh, long term. Your phone call is coming up after a quick break here. It is 734. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale for your calls. Love to hear from you. Maria, good evening. How are you, Maria? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. What's your concern? Thanks for taking my call. So my husband's going to be 60 this year, and he's a warehouse manager. He's been working for the company for 20 years. Um, all of a sudden, within the last month or so, they, they've asked him to uh, to get an email address. Now, they haven't provided him with, uh, with a computer in the back, um, and they, they want him to get a phone that accepts email. So that means he'd have to upgrade. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm just wondering, uh, I, I think on the wall that they're trying to get rid of him without paying severance. Well, it would be extremely, extremely difficult, Maria, to, to let him go after 20 years without severance. He would have to do something pretty awful, pretty nasty for that to, to happen. So is the concern that he has that, that the cost of upgrading his phone, is, is that the issue? Well, no, I, I'm wondering, does he have to get a new phone if, if it's required for the company? Does he have to buy a new phone or would, should, should they have to provide it? So if it's not part of his job that, that he needs to be accessible or hasn't been traditionally after, after hours and he, he hasn't had to have it and he's obviously been there for 20 years, if they need him now to do something different, then yeah, it, it should absolutely be on them to provide that payment, to provide that that, that phone uh, if they want him to, to have it. I, I agree with you 100%. So that's, that's the legal answer. The, the practical answer is this. I, I think you should talk to them about it, about paying for it. But if they say no, 
Is it really worth getting into a big fight over? I, I don't know. It seems to me that it may not be, despite the fact that, as I said, they should be paying for it, no question. And it's one of those things that it may be better to, to maintain the relationship and not get into a big spat over it and, 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 and just get that phone. Uh, but certainly, they, they cannot, even if he refuses to get the phone, by the way, let me make it very clear, they cannot let him go without severance. They cannot. Uh, so either way, he's protected. But to the extent that he wants to continue working in a good relationship, it may be best to just deal with it, get the phone, and and move on. Makes sense, Maria? Um, it, it does. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. No problem. Got uh, Michael. Hi, Michael. How are you, pal? Hi, how you doing? Good. What's going on with you? Good, good. Uh, great show. Uh, great topic. Uh, I like to hear it all the time. Um, actually, my question is, so I'm an employer, and I have, I have a, an employee that, that took some time off for medical reasons. Um, I think it's, it's probably been around six to eight months. Um, uh, we had already filled the position uh, with a new employee, and uh, now I'm getting a call back from the existing employee, and uh, they're wanting to come back. And I'm basically saying to them, you know, uh, two reasons. One, I can't take you back because the person that I just hired is in that, is, 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 has been hired at a lower rate. Um, so is there anything that that person, you know what I mean? Like I, if I could put them somewhere else, I would put them at the same rate, but is it, is it wrong for me to say I can bring you on at a lower rate? Well, here's the thing. Uh, you can do that, but the employee may well not accept that. They could treat that as a constructive dismissal if it's at a lower rate and, and you'd have to pay severance. And if you, the same thing happens if you say, well, I just don't have a job for you again, then that, you'd still have to pay the person full severance. Is there any position you may have for them that would be comparable, both in terms of uh, pay and responsibility? No, I mean, one of the, it was knee surgery that uh, the gentleman had. So, you know, most of the the jobs uh, at the office require an individual to lift some weight, right? Uh, Right. So I don't know how much they could do standing and uh, uh, so that's where the concern comes from. Now, one of the other things that they were asking for was, um, if uh, we could provide them with uh, layoff as well. And I said, well, you know, currently I'm, I'm hiring individuals and I've hired for that position, so it would be very difficult for me to provide layoff as well. Now, are they requiring modified duties? Does the employee say that they, they can come back or they cannot come back to their old job? What, why do they no, say that there's limitations? They're saying, yeah, they're saying they can come back. Uh, to to the old job. job. But they can't. So, they obviously... Yeah. They want to come back at the rate that they were being paid prior right. to that rate. So, so if you are not, if they're, if they've been cleared to do back their old job, if you don't have that job or something that's comparable, then that's a termination. So you'd have right. to pay the person severance. You can't say, "Well, I don't have a job," so that's on you, employee. Uh, if if there's no job and they're cleared to go back to the same job, that's what the doctor's saying. If they don't, you don't have that job, you have to pay them severance. How long have they worked for you? Uh. I believe uh, three and a half years. And approximately how old is this person? Um, I think they're in their late 40s to early 50s. Okay, and obviously it's more of a, of a physical job. So that person would easily be owed about four to five months pay. So, that, so that's what the obligation would be. It could even be as much as six months. Uh, that, that's what the exposure is, unless they had signed an employment agreement that limits their entitlements. So uh, you, your choice is ultimately is find a way to take them back to a comparable position, a comparable pay, or something that they'd be agreeable to, 
Or if not, then you, you legally are obligated to pay that severance, which could be anywhere from four to six months pay. Okay. Makes sounds sense. Fair. Sounds, sounds fair. A great employee. We'd love to keep them, but it was just one of those scenarios where, you know, uh, the rates and, and I guess maybe the job availability out in the workplace, mm-hmm. uh, there's not much available. And unfortunately, you know, or fortunately, we got someone in at a lower rate. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I understand, and and it is long absence, so you you're expected to continue to run your business. You don't have to keep a job open open for eight months. So the reality is, you may not have a job, but you still have to pay severance. So uh, as long as you pay this person what they're owed, then legally you would have complied with your obligations. Hey, Walter, we'll get to you before a quick break. How are you? I'm very good, John. How are you tonight? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your concern, Leora, sir? Uh, my concern, I'm a local truck driver, uh, and of course the, the, the water gets kind of muddy when you get into the trucking industry, mm-hmm. but uh, basically I, I run a route uh, Monday through Friday, put in about a 55-hour week. Uh, they are demanding that we work overtime uh, at this point because we can work up to 70 hours in a given week without a reset. However, our employer doesn't feel the need to pay us time and a half. Uh, we are currently paid at the rate of 1.25% for any work we do over and above 60 hours in a week. Uh, guys that are refusing the work are having their uh, performance bonuses and their safety bonuses deducted, and then we're being threatened with the fact that the bid runs that we uh, we are on, we're a non-union shop, the bids right. that we're on can be uh, taken away from us if we don't comply with the company's demands. Well, you know, that, that's obviously not something that they can do. Number one, they can't, if, if you've always been working for, uh, 55 hours and now they want you to work 65, 70, whatever it is, they, they can't just do that. They can't change the terms. If if you were working that before, sometimes 55, sometimes 65, okay. But if that's a new thing, number one, they can't impose that. Number two, if they don't want to pay the overtime rate, then that's even worse. So because of that, not only do you can you not be uh, penalized, you can actually yourself, if you so choose, Treat that as a termination, as a constructive dismissal, and get severance. So, if your if your employer would in that situation punishes you, that could be a reprisal. You need to uh, we need to talk about that out there, and I can potentially help you deal with that. But certainly, you may have the option say, "I'm just not going to do this. I'm going to find another job, and I'm going to leave here." But because you're not leaving because you want to, you're leaving because of what's happened. You're still owed full severance here. How long have okay. you worked there, Walter? Uh, I've been there four and a half years. Yeah, and and you're you're a truck driver, and, and how old how old are you? Uh, I'm 58. Yeah, you easily are looking at six months pay, Walter. Easily. So in light of that, I I, I don't think that you you should just accept uh, terms you're not comfortable with, and you shouldn't be worried about punishment. That your employer can't do that to you. That's not legal. So if anytime your employer does something to you like that, it's not legal. You can treat that as a termination. Move on, hopefully, to a better place and get severance. Walter, that number that he mentioned, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That'll put you in touch uh, with Liar. We'll take a quick break here. You still have time to call through and get your questions answered by Liar. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on uh, on sale. In the meantime, we're talking about things you should be very worried about. When uh, another one here is your employer won't let you come back from disability or won't accommodate medical restrictions. We had a call similar about that before, right? Yeah, we did, and, and we talked uh, a bit about that also in the week there was. Yeah. And, and, and the law here is not complicated; it really isn't. You know, a lot of employers and employees get kind of all uh, uh, twisted and tied up in knots about these issues. So, so let, let's clarify it. If you're on a medical leave of absence, if you're on a disability leave, 
your employer needs to take you back. You're still, you're still an employee. You have a right to your job. Now, in some situations, like the one we had before the break, the employer may legitimately not have the job available. Uh, maybe it's a small company. Someone is doing the job, and, and they're not going to fire the new person, and there's really no other job for you, in which case you get severance. It's not a resignation. Uh, you don't, uh, you're not considered to have quit. You get your full severance. In most situations, though, you do have a right to your job back, the same compensation, uh, responsibilities, etc. So, so you remain an employee. Now, in many cases, when we come back uh, from a medical leave, we may not necessarily be able to come back doing exactly the same thing. We may still have limitations. We need accommodation. Mm-hmm. So we may need different duties, different hours, uh, etc., maybe some other help in, in the workplace. And the employer is under very, very strict duty to provide that accommodation. The employer can't say, well, too bad. We don't want to accommodate you. You either come back to your old job or nothing at all. If they do that, that's a human rights violation. We call it a failure to accommodate. It's illegal. So if your employer doesn't want to do that, doesn't want to accommodate, doesn't want to recognize you as an employee and take you back from work uh, uh, to work, then that's illegal. You should be worried about that. You shouldn't accept that as appropriate because it's not appropriate. You're entitled to your job. You're entitled to be accommodated. And if your employer doesn't, then uh, that's a wrongful dismissal. That's potentially a human rights violation. Uh, so I want everyone to remember that. And, and you may have friends or family member or relative that's on a disability leave. Let them know. Assure them that they have a right to their job, that they have a right to be accommodated. Uh, oftentimes when you're on a, di- uh, on a disability leave, you're very worried about what's going to happen when you're clear to return to work. Well, now you know. Uh, and if your employer doesn't do that, give me a call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Ask and thou shalt receive. Joe, how's your timing? What's going on with you? Hey, good timing. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm uh, on disability for last year and a half, and my work is sending me letters saying that if I don't reply by a certain date, that they're going to process final paperwork as a voluntary resignation. Now, wh- what do they want? We'll reply to what exactly? Uh, well, they're, they're saying that they've attempted to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, make various telephone and mail d- discussions in my absence to my work. And because I've been off since uh, a year and a half, I guess now. So I'm on, I'm on a disability through my insurance company. And I've, I've stayed in touch with them and I've given them updates and everything and doctor's notes and stuff like that. And, now they're saying they haven't heard anything since the summer from me. So I just need to know what are my responsibilities and where where can I go from that with this? Well, you know, I think the simplest way to deal with this, the absolute simplest way, is to get a, a doctor's note uh, simply saying that nothing has changed at this point or that you're still getting care or, or that you're going to be evaluated again in March, whatever it is. Huh? Just something from your doctor to confirm that, that you're still under care. Now, if that, that's all you need to do, what what I don't want to have happen is a situation where they've tried to contact you to get an update and they're not hearing back from you. They don't know what's going on. You should be in touch with them. And you know, the summer is not a long time ago. But what the heck? I would simply give them a little doctor's note. If they still give you any pushback at that point, give me a call, and I am sure I can get them off your back, no problem. Okay, yeah, because I have sent them that. I, I sent them like a registered letter and everything. And <laughs> when was that? Oh, I sent it today, and they'll be getting okay. it tomorrow. Then, then that's all. That's all you need to do. And, and like I so said, you've done do exactly right. Good job. And, and talk to them face to face in regards to this, or no, 
No, not at all. You do not need to go. They can't ask you that. You're on a medical leave of absence. You're allowed to sit at home and, and recover. They simply need to be updated as to your status. That's it. Uh, you can meet with them when you're cleared to return to work. We'll get to uh, Richard. Hi, Richard. Good evening. Hey, how are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your concern? Well, you know what? I want to just uh, offer a different perspective. I'm listening to this uh, radio show as I drive home. I'm a CEO. I run a company. I'm an employer. And I'm listening to the bleeding heart employees that are calling into the show talking about how their heart gun by. But let me tell you something, first of all, that there's a lot of loopholes right now with lawyers, labor lawyers that claim to be out there for the interest of the employees, but frankly are in the interest of generating a nice little fee of ambulance chasing revenue streams coming from the fact that they can find a little loophole on an employee that claims human rights issues. Walking into a walk-in clinic, making some claim for their stress, etc. And I just went through one of these, and I was quite uh, interested to note that this tax-free loophole is benefiting, really, at the end of the day, the lawyers who take their nice substantial fees while really not looking out for the interests of the employees that they're supposedly looking out to help. Any comments on that? Well, the law is ultimately the law, and and you know loopholes. I don't know what I can tell you is, you know, the law has been established for a very long period of time, and if the law says certain things should happen, then it should happen. Uh, you may call it a loophole. Someone else may simply call it that's just the way it, it is. A lot of individuals may say there's there's loopholes that work in favor of the employer. It is what it is. All I can tell you, just like with any profession, uh, whether you're an engineer, a carpenter, or an accountant, there's good people and there's bad people. There's good lawyers and there's bad lawyers. There's selfish ones and there are ones that truly want to help. And you know, just like when you're an employer and you you have a, you hire a lawyer, you want to hire the best one that you can. Same with an individual. Uh, and and that's really all all I can say about that. I I I, I know that uh, there's lawyers that care about their pocket more than they do about uh, working for their client. Uh, it's unfortunate, uh, and I try to call them on it whenever I can. Uh, like I said, good apples and bad apples, just like in every profession. We'll take a uh, thanks for the call, Richard. We'll take a, a short break here. Get to more of your calls in the uh, last few moments of the show. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Employment Hour Talk Radio AM six forty. You need to get a hold of Lior outside of show hours. That symbol as well, one 821 5900 or Lior at com. I'll get to an email here. Actually, you know, I'll finish up with one of our points about you should be very worried when, which is also like an, uh, an email we just got from Danielle. And the one is, uh, you are pregnant or had a baby and your employer does anything to you. You put in caps, anything. Anything. Yes. An employer shouldn't be doing anything. An employer shouldn't be punishing uh, terminating, warning, demoting, anything at all. So if you're told your employer you're pregnant or you're on a mat leave or about to take one, your employer should leave you be, should allow you to come back to work when you're ready, should not penalize you, should, cannot say, well, now I'm concerned about your performance. Uh, now all of a sudden I don't have a job for you. If they do that, be worried because mm-hmm. the law provides for entitlements. The law says that cannot happen. There's human rights legislation. There's employment standards legislation. There's our courts that have said that, all of which protects the mother, protects the parent uh, in those situations. Don't let the employer get away with it. There's really no exceptions to that. So if you're you're pregnant on, on a math leave, about to take one, about to come back from one, you're allowed to be left alone to do your uh, to to have your uh, math leave and to come back to the exact same job and same pay that you had. We'll take it for another week, my friend. Nicely done. The T-shirt. Don't mess with mama.
Don't mess with mine. Got to get those made. It's a money maker we'll right there. We'll get them made. one 821 5900 Now the show is over. You can get a hold of Lior at that number, severancepaycalculator.com, and L-I-O-R, Lior, at employmenthour.com, through email as well. Till next time, that'll be Wednesday, the Employment Hour, right here at Talk Radio, AM 640.